Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say we have Chris Carr on the show. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Chris, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your podcast and everything else? Sure, sure. Uh, my name is Chris Carr. Um, I started uh, an agency about 21 years ago uh, called Farotech. Um, we're located just outside the city of Philadelphia. I've uh, got just shy of 50 team members, about 150 clients. And, um, you know, we develop a, a, a kind of a unique system that helps our clients uh, systematize their marketing to generate leads, nurture leads, and then convert leads into clients. And so that's sort of why our pitch, but um, it goes kind of well beyond that into a bunch of agile work and solving problems and putting out fires and, you know, the marketing spin. Love it. Yeah. And Chris, in terms of your marketing and, and maybe specifically digital uh, is there any areas that you see as your main strength in, in the work that you do yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think the, the, the critical thing that we find is, is that a lot of companies do something we call RAM, which basically means they do random acts of marketing. And when they do random acts of marketing, just like random acts of working out, um, you know, if you worked out on the first day of the month for eight hours and I worked out every single day, but just for 20 minutes, even though you probably could have put in more hours in a month doing it on a single day, you're not going to get the same results as consistent, basically consistent work. And um, what we've kind of done is helped our clients become very proactive in their approach so that we're able to predict and see how the results compound over time. So that deals with everything from SEO to paid ads to um, social media. Uh, We do a ton of video uh, and we're a HubSpot gold partner, a platinum partner. And so implement, implementing automation is, is also one of the critical pieces of, of basically bringing it all together. Chris, that's one of the best descriptions I've heard, ra- random acts of marketing. Um, absolutely <laughs> love that. But um, I suppose in terms of the reporting side of things then, do you how do you educate and display that to mm-hmm. your clients? Are you using Data Studios or something like that? Or how do you yep. go about reporting? So we do Data Studio and HubSpot. So you'll get real-time analytics every single day. Um, you'll get a monthly, um, mostly a traffic report, and then a quarterly deep dive that looks at your entire system. Um, what we find is that uh, companies that don't look at their data um, aren't making data-driven decisions. And then companies that have too much data have what I call like analysis paralysis and so the rhythm from which we give reporting really corresponds to understanding how to keep the projects and the deliverables flowing because you can, you can actually drive yourself nuts with too much data. <laughs> um, and then the opposite occurs where you're just basically your entire system is based upon hunches and that doesn't work either. <laughs> Love that. And like, obviously speaking to someone like yourself where, you're very experienced in this kind of agency side of things and, and working with clients. And I don't need to tell you about communication being key, but mm-hmm. do you have, do you have certain cornerstones when you're getting new clients and um, mm-hmm. about what 
identifying exactly what they want and displaying that. So for example, they might come to you looking for traffic, but actually they want more sales or leads or something else and, sure. and so forth for that. How do you go about managing all of that? Yep. Uh, you can't see it right now, but what we do is rather unique. Um, a lot of clients will come to us and they'll want a proposal, they'll want a price. And I'll say, well, to tell you the truth is um, I don't know whether I can give you a proposal or a price based upon maybe one to three to four hours of discovery. Um, so what we do is, is that when we work, start out with a client, we do what's called a 10-week gap assessment. And a gap assessment literally is a 150-page book where I look at every part of your marketing. I put it into a scorecard and give it a color code based upon the severity or the how soon you need to make critical changes. And then that that gap assessment becomes your three to five year roadmap. Um, and we'll use that every single month and every single quarter to basically hone in on things that work and double down on the things that work, maybe invest in things that, that, that could lead to more growth and then dismiss the things that just aren't a good fit. Um, and so that's a, a critical part of what we do is just being in, in a spot where we have to get that initial data, that baseline report. Because if you don't know where you're at, you won't know how much you're growing and you won't know where you're going. <laughs> Chris, yeah, you're singing to me now because I, I suppose I don't put into a kind of a critical path side of things, but that's exactly what I do. And mm. you probably like yourself, a lot of your business comes from word of mouth and successful clients and, and, and mm. coming from that kind of area. But yep. um, how do you go about then acquiring and 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 getting new clients because i'm assuming mm -hmm. to have a kind of that period of time when they first come in is there any is there any hesitation and mm -hmm. how do you operate that well there's some tricks well first off to get new clients we take our own medicine and so the same inbound marketing approach that we do for our clients uh, we do for ourselves and so um we have a complete inbound marketing and it's, it, it's more accurately described as omni-channel marketing because I do inbound and outbound and ads. Um, but, you know, we do our entire system for our own marketing and the leads that we get there um, usually fill our sales plate. Um, it's myself and, and my business partner are both, we both do almost full-time sales. And then um, other things we do is something called prog programmatic advertising. Uh, which we can talk about today, which is a, is a, you know, which is a big part. And we get very, very strategic about ask, asking for referrals. Um, we teach our clients how to do it and we do it ourselves. Um, we have a 97% retention rate. And so we develop really strong relationships with our clients. And so when we ask for referrals, it doesn't feel like they're doing a, uh, a favor. It feels like as a partner, they're happy to do so. Wow. And uh, obviously, you mentioned there programmatic research or um, programmatic advertising. Yep. What platforms do you use? It is it like Socrisio, or are you more yep. micro than that? No, we do something called Stack Adapt. It's a Brilliant. it's a it's a DSP. Um, I think they're based out of California. And. Um, yeah, please, please elaborate. Tell us a little bit more about Stack Attack. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the, the main thing that you have to know about when you talk about programmatic advertising is, is that the large majority of companies think that all advertising is, you know, the Google Display Network or basically Google Ads, 
Bing ads and then social media. But those those advertising platforms probably only make up about 30% of the open internet or basically the, the World Wide Web. And so the rest is what's called open internet. And because it's open, um, they're a little bit more agnostic than the traditional channels. And what I'm able to do with there is I'm able to use programmatic average, uh, advertising to hyper-target, to auto-bid, and to make really, um, really, really innovative um, uh, uh, assessments on where to basically put my ads. And so programmatic advertising will obviously be able to do native advertising. It'll be able to do banner ads and basically display, but it also connects to TV, podcast, apps, um, and the geo-targeting is second to none. Wow. So you, you know how companies love LinkedIn because you can get super hyper-targeted on, um, you can basically say, hey, I want to advertise to this person in this region with this business title. And you really love the fact that how well you can target. Yeah. The problem is with LinkedIn is the average person's only on LinkedIn for like 10 minutes a day. <laughs> um, that might, you know what I mean? So what programmatic advertising does, it has that same level of targeting but it's able to reach them basically everywhere they go in the open internet. So they might be on Forbes and see an ad that's specifically targeted just to them um, because of just the power of being able to do hyper-targeting and not be limited to a platform like LinkedIn. Chris, this is brilliant stuff. Is there anything maybe you could tie this in a campaign or some work that yep. you've done that you're really yep. proud of that was really successful. Well, we're pitching one to a company that is very good at traditional advertising and because they're good at traditional advertising, they um, they're in a bunch of like um, football stadiums, baseball stadiums, um, soccer stadiums um, and on billboards. And so what we're able to do with programmatic advertising is I'll give you two scenarios. One is they have a product that they sell to consumers and then they have another product that they sell to businesses. Now, you could go to an Eagles game. You're one of 63,000 fans. And then when you leave, I've geo-targeted the stadium and all of the people in the cheap seats or basically in the real seats that would be a business to consumer are going to get advertising because they went to the stadium and they saw the life brand, or the company's called Life Brand, the Life Brand ads. Um, and then when they left, those ads sort of follow you around like through traditional retargeting, all right? And so we geo-targeted the building and we set up retargeting so that everybody who goes to the stadium when they leave, they say, hey, you know what? You would be a perfect candidate. LifeBrand could really change your life. But the other individuals who are C-level executives who are in the suites, when they go to the game and they leave, because of their content that they've looked at previously and because they've qualified themselves as an ideal target for business to business, when they leave, they'll get ads that'll say, LifeBrand is really great for your business. Same experience, two different audiences going to the same game at the same time, but getting a, a remarkably different experience. That's incredible. And I'm guessing you can make that more micro depending on age ranges, genders, everything else. Like you can, yep. you can really play around with it, but it was a brilliant yep. example of doing that. Yep. Um, and then, and then the other one I just, I, sorry, I had to is, is that if you have a traditional billboard, I can geo target a part of a highway and anyone who's seen your billboard three times will now start to get um, targeted ads to their phone 
because simply because they just drove by your billboard. Because one of the biggest challenges you have with traditional or billboard advertising is you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So really you're collecting the data to, to, to yep. enhance their traditional experience. And so, yeah, yeah. It, it, you're, you're doing a great job there of mm -hmm. merging the gap between traditional and digital marketing. And like you say, if the traditional's right, your, your programmatic marketing is going to be even better than yep. expected. So one of the things that you think of is I can get it so that if it's an orthopedics practice that has a billboard, I can say, I want individuals who have seen my billboard three times that have been on websites that would indicate that they have knee pain. Wow. Wow. Yep. It's incredible. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. And, uh, just to touch on that a little bit more, Chris, is there any particular softwares you use to enhance your role when you're doing your work? You know, um, a lot of what we try to do is trying to get a really solid email list. And so when you go and you collect emails, you can't spam them like because it can't spam well, so you can't just email blast them. But I can use LinkedIn and then use a piece of software called seamless.ai or .io. It's one of those two. And that'll allow me to collect their email addresses. And then when I put it on the email, I can upload it to programmatic advertising. I can upload the email list and it'll be able to advertise to them specifically because of their email. So you can get a very targeted list simply because you have their email addresses. But a lot of times people know in general what they want, but they don't have the actual email addresses. God, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're really pulling in every aspect and creating those multiple touch points. Mm -hmm. um, and away from your strengths at the moment, Chris, is there any particular areas you're looking to upskill into, maybe slightly away from your kind of traditional strength uh, marketing areas? You know, um, a lot of what we're seeing is the, we're trying to predict the, the influence of AI um, and how it's going to, uh, um, basically how it's going to take a bite out of the marketplace. And yeah. so we have decided to um, be in front of AI as opposed to burying our head in the sand and, and hoping that AI is a fad. We believe it's going to work. And so we have this saying that we say it's either you get ahead of it or you get run over by it. Yeah. So we've been adopting a, a number of different AI um, uh, platforms and then some AI research and some AI graphic design and AI um, programmatic advertising. But what it's also done is we're going to start to double down on the creative side of our company because if certain things get commoditized because of AI, um, how are marketing companies going to stand out? Well, it's still going to come down to the most creative companies win. And so we have made quite the name for ourselves being way deeper into the science of marketing. Um, soon we're going to be able to really kind of have that creative agency element so that it's a, it's a, it's a proper balance of art and science, but we believe that the art is what's going to shine through if AI commoditizes everything else. That's incredible. So, um, so did you say, so with AI, you're looking at the creative side of things, this whole, you know, you have crayon.io and things like that out mm -hmm. there now where you can get AI yeah 
create creatives you're you're looking even that far down the line of yeah well what we're really looking there is to find out um where where it might be coming i think that right now we're using traditional digital um graphic design and things like that but we're trying to figure out what does the ai what will the ai bring in the future i mean one of the analogies i use quite a bit and i can never remember the the year gap but it's something like the wright brothers like flew the first airplane in like 1914 and then something like that. And then we landed on the moon in 1969. So you're only really talking about what 50 years between flying 15 feet above the air and then going to the moon. Yeah. If imagine that times the technology curve that we have now, you know what I mean? Like let's say I think we're twice as fast now, which I think we're actually faster than that, but that means in the next 20 years, the, just imagine the where technology will be, how marketing will change, how we communicate with each other will change. Um, all of those things have to kind of be put into the purview because if you don't want to be late to the game on this stuff. And yeah. if, if these things are going to take a bite out of what you do and your special sauce, um, you got to be prepared to pivot early. Completely agree. Yeah. And you know, I, I've played with content AI, but every other aspect, I, I'm fully familiar with the the email AI platform as well, because I've been showcased it a couple of times. But yeah, mm. to pull in every area and, and adds to, to be the, the front runners, I suppose, the the mm-hmm. the leaders of that space is, is definitely a way of solidifying your company. So yeah, really interesting stuff. Yeah. I mean, if I if I had my choice, I would, I wish it never existed. (laughs) I'm, I'm serious about that. Like I, um, I, I know that it'll make things better, but it, it's one of those things where, um, I like the way society operates now. And I think giving just more and more control to machines, it might mean that we get to do way more. I mean, the average client that works for us, they're only doing about 1% of what we're capable of doing. It's just, they're budget dependent. So we can only really get to foundational marketing. Yeah. If certain things become commoditized, we just move one, one row, you know, one rung up higher on the ladder and just do more and more stuff. It's different, but it's, it's more. So I think a lot of people think threatened that, Oh, it's going to take away our jobs. It's like, no, it's just going to change your job. Yeah. And you know, as well, like, and it's clear in this show that you, you're highlighting it. Adaptability is key. And the fact that you're upskilling now when the, how can I put this, that the content isn't commercialized to the point where everyone knows how to use it. Like things like Canva mm. or even just video content, it was so much harder five years ago. And so yes. social media platforms really rewarded video. But now, mm. you know, if you're not doing video, you're left behind. Never mind the yep. other elements that go with it. Yeah. And you know, the technology gets better and better too. I mean, you and I were commenting on, we had the video on, I know this, there's no video on this podcast and you were like, wow, that's a really great camera. And I'm like, well, that's actually my phone. That's my webcam, but but 10, 10 yards away from me is my video studio that I put a hundred thousand dollars in that's equipment that's lighting and stuff like that. And I can't beat my phone anymore. You know what I mean? It's it's nuts. Chris, lastly, we try and understand the people behind the roles. 
if you could bottle up one personality trait that you have yourself that you could pass on to others, what would it be? Mm -hmm. um, well, I think that depending if you're an entrepreneur or you're an agency or whatever that is, if you are a dreamer and you're an integrator, then you are a very, very special person. Um, I find that there's either one or the other. And so I have uh, two other business partners and two of us are dreamers and the other guy is an integrator or a systems guy. And so we um, sell the dream to clients and we help our clients dream better. And then what we have to do is we have to literally go back to our team and say, look, these are the promises we made, you know, get on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so my superpower is to be able to, I can always find a better mousetrap. I can always find yeah. a better way to do things. I can always think of creative ways to reach targeted audiences. That's, that's the easy part for me. Um, so my suggestion to others is if you are trying to be both and you're failing, uh, it's okay, but try to consider getting a business partner that can do the special things that you can't because um, it's very rare to be both an, in a, a dreamer and an integrator. Chris, what a wonderful way to end the show. Thanks so much for being interviewed. If people want to find you, how can they touch base with you? Sure. Uh, you can actually email me directly. My name is Chris Carr, and you can do that at C-C-A-R-R at farotech.com or info at farotech.com. You can check out our website, and then you can also check out our YouTube, our, our podcast, but we favor YouTube for that. And if you go to just farotech, if you type in farotech on YouTube, you'll see a whole section called Digital Marketing Masterclass. And what Digital Marketing Masterclass is, is we go over the newest techniques with some of the best thought leaders in the industry. And um, we kind of break it down step by step. So it's very tactical and very um, easy to, to digest. Brilliant. Thanks All everyone right. for listening. And thank you, Chris, for being on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me.